Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, Dreamfesters, and welcome along to the Dreamfest podcast. My name is Pete Steele. This is the show where I invite a special guest from the creative sector to curate their Dream Festival lineup, and we find out a little bit about their lives in music too. Previous guests include Catherine Preddy, Fliss Kitson, Ed Geeter, and Ashley Allen. Don't forget, you can sign up to the Patreon on patreon.com slash dreamfestpod. That's patreon.com slash dreamfest pod for extra content and bonus questions with all those previous guests and my guest this week who is a songwriter an instrumentalist a teacher an extraordinary voice in music and an all-round nice guy it is michael bird aka mr darcy holmes myself and darcy had a lovely conversation at the end of april and i've been seeing live since as well which i strongly recommend you do we kick this conversation off with darcy teaching me how to sing like prince Yes, I know. We'll see how that goes. I'll be back at the end with some handy links for you all. But for now, let's sit back, relax, as we curate the Dream Festival lineup of Mr. Darcy Holmes. Enjoy. The noise that you'd make if you were to win is like. Like, like a, you know, like a baby. Oh, yeah, I'm, all, I'm all too familiar with that sound. Thus. <laughs> but it's, if you if you channel that, then you can start to just unlock maybe some of some of the the blockades that you have in your mind as how you get to that sound because mm. you're hearing something and you're thinking like technologically with the front part of your mind, how can I? change things around so i can get that and it becomes quite contorted and twisted Mm. when if you actually just engage with the primal part of what you're trying to communicate if you listen to if if, if you get the vibe of prince it does sound quite whimsy a lot of the time or like quite like i guess like sensual and like when you actually engage with those primal parts biology will just make it move the way it should do yeah so yeah that's a who's your who's your vocal teacher is a guy called Dane Chalfin. Yeah. And where where was this? This is at Leeds College of Music. Wonderful. I've been about. I've, I grew up in Kent. Went to music college in Leeds, and then somehow ended up in Brum. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad you did. I'm glad yeah. you landed here eventually. Because yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Definitely. It's yeah. um wasn't my first choice. Um, I don't think it's what? anyone like I don't think it's anyone <laughs> from outside Birmingham's first choice. But then when I got to know the city a little bit better, I'm like, wow, there's so much potential here, and some like so much untapped stuff which is just i find really exciting did you set up neighborhood or was yep. it you did uh and was that sort of to do with that un, untapped kind of yeah uh, i mean especially in that that genre the sort of soul the hip-hop the the r&b not many places to go in birmingham mm. um so was that was that a part of your thinking in setting that night up well i was a big fan of um soul action radio there's a, there's this kind of jazz hip-hop jay diller like but then like using like live instruments near soul stuff which is which i know a lot of people are a fan of and i know that a lot of genres contribute to 
Yeah. So when I was just like going around in Birmingham and seeing a lot of the people, I just like I just feel like a lot of the people here would be fans of this kind of stuff. It didn't make sense to me why the gospel community wasn't talking to the jazz community and they weren't talking to the hip hop community. And it seemed like there's a lot of these sort of small echo chambers around and like I think Birmingham is very diverse, but it's also quite divided. Yeah. And um doesn't just as a sort of if we create a space where there can be like a partition of uh influences and of talents then that's like when you get these formulas which make something bigger and better and more interesting yeah do you think neighborhood will be coming back when it when it's legally yeah yeah we're we're starting to plan some stuff yeah oh you are can you reveal anything at all you you don't have to do it on the podcast but can you it's all right we're just back we're back and we'll hopefully be able to book some bigger artists as well so it's not neighborhood is not about booking big artists, but it's just nice to be able to reach out to some people who maybe we wouldn't have got down beforehand. Um, like when we're booking artists, we mainly think about inspiration more than hype, if that makes sense. Like we want yeah. to inspire the community. That's the that's the thoughts behind it. Have you have you sorted the venue again? Because you were at the night owl. Yeah, before, so, so the night owl. Back of the night owl. The night owl, like I feel like we're their baby. They're they're, they're like <laughs> so supportive, and um, really want to see the night succeed. I mean, I was talking to Ashley Allen. I'm sure you know. You must know Ashley, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of the first people I reached out to. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Ah, good, because he's got a new album this this year. I, I wow, that's not a secret. I don't think. No, I don't think it is. Cool. He was on my last podcast that, uh, as we record this, I released. But he's just signed to an Italian label, and he's got a new album coming out this year. So. Maybe there's an album preview slot for Neighbourhood, perhaps. Oh, that that would be very cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll get in touch then. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'll be there with bells on. But I wanted to talk to you also, Darcy, about... I mean, we talked a little bit about your sort of background in music, but I want to go way back, yep. way back to We Mr. Darcy as a young whippersnapper. So what was the sort of music uh, happening in uh, your household when you were... A nipper. What was the sort of first, your early sort of musical memories? My parents are Christians, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of like worship music in the mm-hmm. house. So there's a bit of gospel that I used to live. There's um and um, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh yeah, had that and had like um my dad wasn't into pop music that much, like contemporary pop music, and he wasn't even like a dad rock dad, but he liked um. He liked Elvis. Um, he's into his eighties music as well, but he he, he like he used to play Elvis quite a lot. So I used to be dancing around the kitchen to Elvis. And then when I like started trying to listen to what my friends at school were listening to, because I just wasn't really exposed to much music outside of Elvis and and Jesus music. Yeah. And um, so I started to I thought it like oh the cool people are listening to like heavy rock and stuff. So I'd listen to like um, Metallica and Linkin Park and um, that kind of thing in the early teens. And then by somehow I got into like Boys to Men. Don't know if you ever did this when you were young, but I just used to sit there on YouTube all day, click next suggested video, next suggested video, just like exploring all these different types of music and listen to Boys to Men, NERD as well. They were a huge influence on me. But yeah, like I just started to feel like I just fell into singing in a more soulful way like mm. really really naturally and to be fair before that I really like the blues as well like yeah. that kind of tied in with the rock stuff I love singing the blues 
and he's obviously was seen like with a like a proper American raspy accent when I was younger, or at least try to. Yeah. And then uh, became obsessed with Boyz II Men, Justin Timberlake, N.E.R.D., all these kind of guys. They are the biggest influences, I think, on yeah. stuff. But like that's that's yeah, that's teenager. Yeah, I'm hoping that might lead us to a few clues as to maybe who's involved in your festival today. Yeah. Before we get onto that, I just want to talk to you a little bit more a bit about live music. I like to ask these questions to my guests, and I, I don't pre-prepare them on this, so they can't give me some cool answers. <laughs> so there's no pressure. But no, uh, all right. I've had I've had some cool answers to be honest. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you: Do you remember the first gig you ever went to? i.e. you paid money for a ticket to say i want to go and see that or it could have been someone saying come to this gig i'll take or maybe your parents took you to a gig when you were yeah it's it probably been uh this christian band called delirious i remember uh, delirious yeah with yeah. the question mark yeah 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 so they i, I saw them probably more than i've seen like many other bands yeah. um i was re- i really wasn't very good at going to um gigs and to, like this this almost feels shameful like i haven't ever gone to a proper festival and like slept over and like gone to big events like it's never appealed to me for some reason i was just like the idea of being with loads of people around me yeah and like not really fully being able to hear the music yeah one of the biggest ones i went gigs i went to was seeing pharrell that was at leeds direct arena and I just remember not really being able to hear the music very well. Like, I obviously okay. like, really loved seeing Pharrell there. He was, like, my hero at one point. But I was just like, all I can hear is bass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was so disappointed by the... Like, cause it was, I could see the band, like, doing all this crazy stuff and, like, smiling at each other as they're going. And I'm like, I want to hear what you're doing. But it all just sounds like noise and people screaming. Well, this could be an incredibly interesting festival, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Delirious was the first. Do you remember the last gig you went to? So it would have been a little while ago before lockdown. Do you remember the last gig you went to? It was probably something local. And the thing is, I go to so many like local things that are happening. Like, there's Neighbourhood, and I honestly, I honestly can't remember. And I remember the last sort of gig that we did. We did a, a, a Neighbourhood at the Mac in Edgebaston, mm. but I probably would have seen someone like Odd Soul or Delta Autumn or yeah, some, someone like like a band like that who were just around. A few years ago, I saw Daniel Caesar, who I really love. I love, love his music. He was going to play in Birmingham. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, he, I know I've heard him. He's awesome. Or maybe I'll, And I was thinking about buying it. And then he blew up. Do you know Daniel Caesar? I don't think I do, no. You might recognise some of his songs. But um, he basically like blew up quite big in the indie R&B scene. And then I saw it again and I was just like, oh, nah, I don't fancy it. Because I just know if I went there, the whole room is just going to be filled with teenage girls just screaming his lyrics. And I'm like, I don't... and I'm like, that would just ruin the experience for me. Like, I'd rather... <laughs> like I'd rather just listen to the record than yeah. like hear all these people around me just like screaming his lyrics i'm incredibly interested now to know what the best gig you ever went to was oh hiatus coyote was pretty amazing Ooh, nice yeah um that was just really impressive i saw them a few years ago what, which um, venue was that do you remember 
knows I think it might be the O2 in Manchester. Mm. Um but Jordan Rakai opened and then High Security played and that was that was pretty yeah, that was pretty amazing. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who I was really taken back by. There's been some to be honest, there's been some moments at neighborhood which I've just been like because there's there's like a feeling of pride in there as well and just seeing the people around you just grow and mm. surprise you especially yeah. in the kind of jam settings that I've just been like really really moved by and just yeah there's there's just been some moments there but yeah that was probably like the most impressive gig I've seen highest Coyote like you can't take in all the information that they're doing I remember just filming one section where I thought oh there's not much happening here I'll just film something to show people the gig that I've been at and listen to it afterwards and I'm like I wasn't picking up all the information that the band were doing because it was just like too much to take in yeah it's insane yeah wonderful band I saw them at oh most... oh sorry. yes no my bad I'll just over interrupt you that's all right go Laura for it Laura and Vula at the Royal Albert Hall with wow. Metropole Orchestra that was that was a pretty amazing gig yeah um, didn't she release wasn't that her was that her first album I Sing to the think Moon. so yeah yeah, which I think she then released as an album. Then I think as a as a sort of classical piece, if you like. Yeah, that was that was really special. Some some of my relatives gave that to me for my twenty first birthday to go to go and see that. That was that was a really really amazing concert, and I got yeah. to see the rehearsal beforehand as well. Um, oh, nice! Which is like part of the, the the gift. But yeah, that was that was so cool. Yeah, I never got. I've never seen it live actually. I tried to get tickets to see her at. Litchfield Cathedral because I was living in Litchfield at the time, but it had sold out in minutes, and I've never, never yeah. been able to see her since. It. Well, what do you think of her, her new stuff? Have you heard it yet? Literally, I just saw an article about her the other day. Um, I think I saw Lyle post it. I, I think like, I comment. I think I commented on that actually. Did you? Well, I, I just had a. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like haven't sat down and listened to it. I feel like Laura and Vula is one of those artists you need to properly sit down and digest. Mm. Um, so at some point, I'll probably do that. Yeah. Um, it is also like her stuff is quite left field as well. So I just, yeah, I think you just need to be in the right headspace to sit down and consume it. Yeah, I think this, well, this stuff is definitely the most, it's the most different she's done so far. It's yeah. very influenced by 80s electro. Okay. Um, but with a lot of sort of soul and funk and like very Prince esque kind of yeah. stuff thrown in there as well, which I love. So I think mm-hmm. it's shaping up to be possibly her most successful album, I think sick yeah but it's um, crazy she doesn't stream crazy well no but she but i think there's a lot of people who really want to just go and see her and like want to invest in her as an artist people who really love her music it's cool to see that you can still exist in a way where you're not immediately getting millions of streams but you can still be successful maybe that's uh, uh, a sign of the times i guess and uh, excuse the pun on prince there but because she got dropped from her label um, from Sony after the second yeah. album came out, maybe streaming has just sort of shaken the sort of musical core now. I don't know. Yeah, because I couldn't for the life of me see why they dropped her after two what I thought were brilliant pieces of work. Both were nominated for Mercury prizes. I don't think they necessarily promoted the second one very well. That's just my opinion. I think stuff like going on Jules Holland is always brilliant for. Mm. to push your music and they put her on Jules Holland like three months before the album came out which you know by the time the album comes out everyone's forgotten yeah about that anyway but yeah that's just me uh but you know their Sony's losses Atlantic's gain I think I think this new album's gonna be I think it's gonna go to number one 
that's, oh, just, nice. my, that's just my opinion. But uh, needs to, I need to have a proper listen. Yeah, I hope it does. Um, she's only released two singles so far, but um, they're both lovely, and they're both obviously very heavily influenced by the church as well. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm hoping she does well. Anyway, Darcy, we are here, of course, to create your dream festival lineup. Now you'll be pleased to know that I've set up all the stages and uh, and the sound, so the sound will be absolutely immaculate and perfect. Oh, wonderful! Every single stage that you uh, that you create, so you don't have to worry about not being able to hear stuff, uh, about not being too bassy. It's all going to be perfect and crisp. Good. Now I've set everything up, but silly me, I forgot to go and book any of the bands. So yeah. that's where you come in. Now, fortunately, I have a handy-dandy time machine. So you can travel off through the annals of time and pick artists from any era, any genre. You could you could go back to the 1600s and pick up Beethoven if you really wanted to. Yeah. Completely up to you. But you also get to choose the form of your time machine. So how would you like to travel through time? Well, I grew up on a farm, so I'll go a tractor. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Time traveling tractor, yeah. lovely. We've not had that one yet. <laughs> what was that like growing up on a farm? Oh, that was a uh, yeah, amazing. Unlucky in an lucky in an unfair way. Um, the kind of childhood. When we when you're a kid on the farm, you're like, oh, dad, why can't we go to the city? Why can't we do something more exciting? But look, looking back, I used to make bow and arrows from yew trees and dens and build jumps in the woods. And do you know what I mean? Like that. Oh man, it was it was so so good. No wonder, no wonder you don't like lots of people in an enclosed space. <laughs> yeah. Probably why. I just like a lot of space, thank you very much. Okay, well, the time-travelling tractor it is. So the day before your festival starts, there's a few bars open, you've got all your revellers are all gathering, so you can have a nice old drinky-poos if you so wish, and you can talk to people and get excited about your festival. Yeah. Uh, the next day... Cause it's been a bit of a late night. You're struggling to get up a little bit. You're inside your tent. So mm. you need a little wake-up call. But luckily, there's someone just outside your tent to help you rise from your slumber. So who's going to be your wake-up call? Well, I, I think it would be an orchestra playing Ray Fawn Williams. That would be a, yeah. a little bit of lark ascending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I do. I'm honestly... Yeah, really... da, 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 da. That sort of stuff, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, uh, his string writing's so beautiful, and um, like I'm really inspired by how he writes strings. And yeah, he like took English folk songs and like put them into orchestral stuff, and really and like wrote music, film music before film music was a thing. I, I love the music he writes. So I definitely want to have that waking up with a with a full orchestra. Full orchestra, larks are singing. Wonderful. Vaughan Williams, it is brilliant. Okay, well. You've managed to wipe the sleep from your eyes. Yeah. You've dropped a couple of painkillers. Might be a bit worse for wear. But you've had yeah. yourself a nice little breakfast. The festival is about to start. So who is setting the tone, putting out the festival vibes? Who is opening your show? I think it would be Bill Withers. Oh, lovely answer. I just think that it would just set a nice tone for everyone. Like, he's just got great, great songs, good vibe, good rider dynamics, not too big, but just like the songs carry themselves. I love Bill Withers. He's one of my all-time favourites. No one had mentioned him until fairly recently, uh, and it nearly made me cry when they did. (laughs) So so thank you very much for mentioning Bill Withers. Have you got any favourite songs that you'd like to hear? Well, it's got to be Lovely Day, hasn't it? If if there were to be something to kick it it off, to get everyone smiling a bit. I like 
I like Use Me as well. Mm. Um, I'm I'm into probably the mainly the hits. I have, I've never gone to his like back catalogue. Um, if you have any suggestions of any songs that you think, um, I mean, pretty much all of his songs were hits in some sort of in yeah. some sense. Yeah, you could just listen to uh, the live at Carnegie Hall. is a good album to okay. have a listen to. He did. Oh, what's that song? Everybody's talking at me. That one. Yeah, yeah. He did a ver- does a version of that. I just think wonderful. that he like because he died um, this time last year about. Yeah, last year and during then, lockdown, yeah. And I just thought, man, like, what a legacy to leave. Like, not just a legacy, but what a gift to give the the song, the world. Like, those songs, like, Lean On Me, Lovely Day, just such beautiful songs that just, like, lift the human spirit. I just think him just putting them out has just been a huge blessing to the world. And I just think, yeah, man, I'd love to feel like that one day. Yeah, it's also... The uh, I find him especially inspirational because I mean I don't think he even really picked up a guitar until he was like in his thirties or something. Yeah. And didn't write songs. I think he was in the navy or something like that before then. Yeah. And but then just came up with just just ridiculously good songs with an acoustic guitar, but also it was funky as hell. Yeah. Like there's no one like Bill Withers at yeah. all. And uh, yes, may he rest in peace because uh, I I don't think it's really I've not really registered him dying yet. Really? Yeah. And I think once it happens, I mean, I spoke to someone else on the podcast about this and he said the same thing. He said, well, when it hits you, give me a call and we'll cry about it together. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm going to have a cry fest at some point over Bill. But uh, yeah, literally, I'd just go and get any of his albums from the, you know, the seventies, any of them like still Bill, use me, all that sort of stuff. Just listen to all of it. It's great. Wonderful. Well, Bill Withers has opened your show. Yeah, uh, and your and you heard everything perfectly. It was it was mint. Nice. <laughs> um, it's now time, Darcy, for your secret guest. So suddenly, some flyers are going to circulate in the crowd with the promise of an exciting, previously unannounced guest set. You've been holding back on them. Yeah. So who is going to surprise your guests? I think um, Frank Ocean, because he's, ah. he's just a little bit mysterious, isn't he? Mm. So I can imagine that would be his his vibe would be to just come in unannounced and uh, just do like a low key set. Yeah, Frank Ocean is one of those guys that I've not really got into, um, only because he's fairly recent. And it was in the last sort of five years that I decided to listen to less from outside the city of Birmingham and the West Midlands because yeah. I was finding I was buying too much music and I had to yeah. I had to put a limit on myself. So tell me tell me how you got into Frank Ocean. Where did you listen to him? Well, I think I heard a song, Thinking About You, years ago. Did you know that one? I Do might have heard it. so far ahead. It's a natal flow around. Never mind. <laughs> oh, you can keep going, mate. Keep going. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a cool song. And then I just got into Channel Orange. I just thought that was a really just great album. Like, he paints pictures with his lyrics. And he'll just be, he'll be like, swimming pool. Aaron's hat with a but and he'll he'll like he'll just throw out words and just t- and just take you somewhere. I just that like, I was torn between him and Little Dragon and like I love how Little Dragon and hit like the right me- both melodies and lyrics. There was a time when I just like I deliberately just listened to them over and over again just to try and let the way they write just sink into my head. I I, I don't know. The more I listen to him, the more I just think 
it's just it's just great. You know, when you can't you can't I can put words to it. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. That's what that's what good music can do to people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just listen to it. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I, you don't need me to explain it. Just go and listen to his albums. Any so what was that? What was that album that you mentioned? Channel Orange. Channel Orange. Yeah, I'd heard. I have heard of that. I've not actually listened to it though. I think but he's also he also released an album before that. Well, kind of like a mixtape mm. when he was with, when he was like really involved with the Odd Future, and that was Nostalgia Al Ultra, which is just on SoundCloud. Like it's not even on Spotify and stuff. And then Blonde as well. Like I love that album. I think he didn't care to make hits like he did in Channel Orange, and yeah, he he just made. I think he made some decisions which are just like he put elements in which you just think wouldn't work, but they just made they made sense somehow. Um, just from a producer's point of view, I was like, this is really really cool. Okay. So all of his albums, <laughs> all, all of his albums. Is it, yeah. is it is it three albums he's done? Well, he's yeah, kind of like is it two and a mixtape. Ultra is kind of an album. Yeah, yeah. two and a, two and a mixtape. That's cool. All right. Yeah. There's a song Look. called Songs for Women, and it's just quite funny. Um, songs for women okay yeah. i'm writing i'm writing this down darcy okay well we have i think worked up a bit of an appetite with with bill withers and uh and frank ocean so it's time to get something to eat so yeah. what is your perfect festival grub that's going to keep you sustained for the rest of your day man you sent these questions through for me to think about and i was like i can't think ahead what we're gonna eat i have to decide <laughs> in the moment so yeah. right now i had a burger the other night and i quite enjoyed it so I'll probably have to give you a really boring answer and just go for a nice, just a good, good patty. A good with patty? A, with, <laughs> with maybe like some, some sweet potato fries. Are you, what are you having on your, on your patty? Are you having any, uh, any sauce, salad? Uh, I'd like, I, I do like some like caramelized onions mm. and I do like a bit, a bit of tomato, some smoky cheese. Yeah. Just some may- mayo and ketchup, obviously, go a good way as well. Pink sauce, lovely. Yeah, but, yeah, n- nothing, <laughs> re- a really, really boring answer. So I just, I thought I'd give you what what would come in my head straight away. That's absolutely that's fine. the space I'd be in. I suppose um, if you've not been to a festival, you don't, you probably haven't seen the benefit of, of all the food trucks. Yeah. You know, I don't know, would you be just sort of going, oh, I, I don't know what to pick, or? Yeah, probably. I'll just, I'll just see what's <laughs> there. And if... If I feel led to yeah. a truck, oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> well, fortunately, while you de- while you're deciding to what what you want to eat and why you eat, indeed, a little stage has been set up, uh, and somebody's going to come and do an acoustic set for you. Now, they could be an acoustic artist or a non-acoustic artist. Yeah. They're going to get some acoustic instruments out and they're going to serenade you while you eat. So who's that going to be? I was thinking oh, Jeff Buckley. Oh, nice. I feel like it's a like it's a waste, a little bit of a waste, because I'd want to give him my full attention. But yeah, he's he's amazing, and I thought I need to slot him in somewhere. So with, with the burger and chips, I guess you you might have a bit of salad falling out the side, but it's not going to make you go ah and drop your chips yeah. everywhere, is it? You just yeah. you can just relax one chip at a time. Yeah, and stuff. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any particular favorite jeff songs i really like i just i love his album grace yeah it'd be hard for me to it depends what mood you're in um to really uh, to pick a song that i'd like from that album really i like love you should have come over and it's yeah. a great song grace is obviously epic mojo pin is very epic 
maybe actually i'll probably say so real is this a very nice nice song you must have had a, you must have had a crack at singing some buckley over the years right Rec- only recently actually yeah yeah because i i only really got into him in the last couple of years because i found this uh, my car only has a cd player so i've found it i always go to charity shops and see what's there and i was like oh be meaning to listen to jeff buckley Need to give this, and I just listened to it over and over again. And firstly, felt really sad because I was just like, I don't think I could ever do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> There's so much control. Um, one moment he's like blasting out these high mixed notes, and then he just like cascades down with this like gentle but like controlled falsetto. Mm. And I'm just like, well, I should just give up. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, but I, uh, I did, I did have a go at learning Lover. You should have come over, and that just like pushed me a little bit. Who knows? Some point I might try and put out performance of me having a go at that song. Because it's yeah, it's, I think you f- it's easy for, to forget that you could, like you can just learn from the greats by just learning their songs and seeing if you can tackle them. Wonderful. Well. Uh, Jeff Buckley has left you nice and satisfied, along with your pate and sweet potato chips. Yeah. And you've managed not to cry in them too much. <laughs> it is now time for the local acts. Now, you said you grew up in Kent, right? Yeah. Was there much going... I mean, and you grew up on a farm, so was there much in terms of like local artists that you got into then? Or has it all been since you've come to Birmingham? A little bit in Leeds. Yeah. So, yeah, no, nothing in Kent, really. Like, there's people at my school, mm. and we used to, like, organise some gigs at the pub occasionally, and there was, like, Battle of the Bands in school, played a few Battle of the Bands around the county. But, yeah, it just there really wasn't very much happening. There's the, you know, the Forum in Tunbridge Wells? Uh, yeah. That was a place where I think some good gigs happened, but I never went there. So I didn't... um really get out to see things yeah you're too busy fashioning bows and arrows right yeah that's that's right (laughs) that's exciting (laughs) i'd love to do that that'd be great okay so are we going to go for a birmingham artist i mean it could be uh, an established band or it could be a legendary band it's up to you what are we thinking every time i go and see odd soul i just have a great time and they're all friends of mine as well i'd so i'd say yeah odd soul like they're both musically complex and also just like very enjoyable to listen to yeah so i'll I'll say them that's the second vote for uh, odd soul we've had ashley allen ashley allen uh, picked uh, odd soul as well so i think there should be some collaborations in order yeah if you're listening odd soul people both darcy and ashley would love to work with you so (laughs) make it happen (laughs) nice it is now time darcy for the intimate set a little tent that holds around about 30 people again mm-hmm. the sound is immaculate in there so don't worry about it too much mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit of a squeeze though but who have you always wanted to see up close and personal in an intimate setting i i say donny hathaway ah okay a new name to this podcast obviously i've heard of donny hathaway but yeah he's yeah. not been mentioned before so what is it about donny hathaway you'd like to see up close and personal i'd just love to hear his voice Mm. and just see his performance like he gave so, he seemed to give so much in his performances uh, i just think he's got a beautiful voice and like vocally 
I'd say he's one of my biggest influences. Yeah, don't know more to say than that. Like, I would just like to hear, <laughs> hear him sing. Yeah, is he still? He's not. Is he still alive? I don't know. Yeah, he, he actually committed suicide. Um, oh, crikey! Okay. Like during his career, so I think yeah, right. he he would have been like carrying on to be like one of the mm. great soul legends. But I think because he kind of cut cut it short, and he didn't really put out that many records. I think he he had a little bit of a schizophrenia, and he mm. thought that people were like stealing his songs and that kind of thing, and he he just jumped off a building. It's crazy, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure why I didn't know that about Donny Hathaway. That's yeah. a bit weird. But um, that's a bit sad. It's very um, sad. But yeah, yeah. And, his and song, he... like "For All We Know" is one of my favourite songs. Which song? Sorry. For all we know. For all we know. I'm going to check that out after we finish here. For all we know. You, you, need, like, you need to be in the bath with a, like a, with some wine, and just like <laughs> and, and a candle. <laughs> For that one. We can we can have a bath set up in this tent if you like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can. It's this is your festival, Darcy. Yeah. You know, we can uh, we can make what? it happen. You can be in your bath, and twenty nine of the guests just <laughs> stood to the side, just uh, enjoying Donny Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Okay, uh, we come now to one of my favourite questions. This is the full album performance. So whose album would you like to hear in its entirety performed by that artist? I'll probably say NERD Seeing Sounds. Mm, okay. So pull pull Pharrell out, get Chad yeah. and those other, those other guys to do a performance of that whole album because it's, yeah, it's cheeky, it's fun, it's epic, all those things. What was the um, what was the first album you ever bought? I forgot to ask you, I wanted to ask you this actually. Do you remember? I bought three three at the same time i think i asked for for my birthday was uh silver side up and nickelback oh Um, really yeah (laughs) what (laughs) oh goodness me yeah exactly how you remind me um Um, yeah okay no each (laughs) to their own each to their own (laughs) and then and then i think the other i think it was uh chris bratt (laughs) that's a weird combination I think it was Chris Brown, yeah, and like oh, Fall Out Boy and like Green Day. Like I just bought those three at, uh, at HMV. I knew I knew which Chris Brown album it was. It was his first one, but I didn't know what the other ones were. I can't remember. I just went to the HMV and just bought three of them. I'm guessing at the time, uh, American Idiot, maybe Green Day. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one with the with the heart. Yes, that's yeah. yeah, American Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, any idea you're going to perform there? whole album for you so no, we don't have to we don't have to listen to Nickelback <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry Darcy that's all right <laughs> no any idea is a great a great answer but the sun is now going down on the yep. day the parties are about to really begin your headline is getting ready but first mm-hmm. someone to get your crowd warmed up now we could go two ways I think with this uh, we could go kind of dusky and mellow as the sun's going down or we can just go, right, do you know what? Let's get this party started. So which way are we going to go? Who's going to be your, your warm-up acts for your headliner? We mentioned them earlier. It has to be Prince. Prince! Not, not making, not making the, uh, the headliner, but I'm intrigued to see who your headliner is going to yeah. be now. How are you going to top I Prince? I think you might be surprised <laughs> at the headliner. Oh, it's not Nickelback, is it? No. <laughs> Goodness for that. No, I'm joking. Prince, wonderful. Any, have you got any particular favourite era of Prince? Uh, no. Like... 
to be honest, I want to hear more of his stuff. Like he's another one of those artists who I just haven't really dived into his stuff. But I went along to a, like at the Symphony Hall Prince tribute like uh, a year or so ago, mm. and uh, and I was just like really just taken back by like how he put songs together because he's very intelligent and an incredible musician. But a lot of his songs is just like get up and dance, everybody. Gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Like all of those kind of songs. If I'm in, if I'm in a field full of people, I might as well get something which is just gonna get me interacting with those around me. I'd rather that than like wanting to be focused on the thing. I think he he's he was just a giver. As much as he was like such a focal point, he just created atmospheres. It seemed like his performance at the Super Bowl is just unreal. Um, that's one of my favorite performances I've ever seen when yeah. he finishes with Purple Rain. Incredible, and he, he's just such a—he just lay, lays it all on the stage and just so theatrical. I think he's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I'd go for him. He—he'd get the party started definitely, and have a few epic numbers in there. Absolutely, he's a one-man music machine, and he can dance uh, and yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. wonderful stuff. Prince is going to be a hard act to follow. He is. But who is going to be your main attraction and closing your show, Darcy Holmes, who is your headliner? I don't really think about this from like a, a PR or branding point of view. I just thought about like kind of guilty pleasure. It's not even guilty, but I'm not even that guilty about it. But like it would be Beyonce. <laughs> okay. I think, I think she's incredible. That or she's just had the best songwriters. And as, a, as an artist herself in that creating an atmosphere and in putting on a show... I think he's awesome. I love her songs. They're so much fun. I'll be singing my heart out and dancing along yeah. with my wife, probably having having a good time. She played Super Bowl as well, didn't she? Half-time she did, show yeah. A couple of years ago. I made my friends stay up and watch that as well. <laughs> no, wonderful. That's a great... I mean, Beyonce, she's... I mean, some say she's like top five artists of all time. She's up yeah, there now. Like it's As a singer, seeing what she's able to do whilst moving about on a stage i don't know anyone who's in the pop industry who can do who's ever really been able to do what she's done like even like michael jackson i think is up there Mm. um with his like he'd be a close contender for that but vocally what she's actually capable of doing whilst dancing Mm. is insane apparently she but she she trains like an athlete she goes on a run and sings scales as she runs like it's that it's that kind of training that she does so that she's able to still be so vocally flexible whilst working so hard on the stage. Yeah, and we we know as singers, don't we, Darcy, that it's incredibly hard to sing while you're running. Yeah. You've, tried, you've, you've tried it, right? I've tried it. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting down and trying to sing is hard, you know. But, uh, yeah, so anyone that can do that, it's all right yeah. by me. Okay, well, Beyonce has absolutely wowed your audience mm. and everyone is going to go away from that stage uh, very satisfied indeed. Mm-hmm. So the lights are going down. But someone mentions there is a little jam session happening around the campfire at the top of the hill. And they invite you to go along and bring. You can take your guitar along if you want to. Yeah, I know you're, you're quite a proficient guitarist, aren't you, Darcy? I've I've seen you play it. Um, but when you get there, there is someone totally unexpected, uh, and they want you to have a little jam with them around the campfire mm-hmm. to bring your festival to a close. Who is it? Oh, this might be a little bit bait. A little bit cliche, but I'll go Bonnie Vare. Okay. Yeah. Bonnie Vare's cool. I don't mind Bonnie Vare. 
Yeah, but no, it turns like he, he he seems like an obvious choice to me. But, um, We've not had him yet. You haven't? No. Hmm. No, that would be, yeah, it'd be fun to just like sing some, just sing some good songs. He'd probably like put out some Springsteen and just some like songs which just feel nice to sing. I think he, he loves those. He likes writing those melodies, which just flow nicely. Like Bonnie Ray, I Can't Make You Love Me. Those kind of songs just feel good to sing with other people. I think the first song I ever heard of his was Skinny Love. Yeah. Think. And then he kind of got into a lot of production work after that. So I, I didn't, didn't lose interest as such, but yeah, I just thought that that power of Skinny Love was just such a oh, such a great song. Yeah. I was like, this guy is going very far. And yeah, I think he did, didn't he? To be fair. Yeah. Grammys and all sorts. Wonderful. Well, Bonnie Vare, good winter, right? That's what it means, isn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah he doesn't I think so. have the he doesn't have the H. That's right, yeah. It's just well, I don't know why he's done that. Maybe it's just because you think his American audience would go Bon Heaver. Bon Heaver. Bon Heaver. Are you going to join him on guitar? Do some harmonies? Do you think? Yeah, just a just a little chill one singing along. Good. Well, Darcy, this has been a fantastic lineup. We've had. We've had Bill Withers, we've had Frank Ocean, we've had Jeff Buckley, we've had Odd Soul, Donny Hathaway, NERD, Prince, Beyonce, Bonnie Vare. It's been a wonderful, wonderful lineup. You happy with it? Yeah, how lucky are we? We're incredibly lucky. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for bringing that tractor. <laughs> they're all in the back of that tractor and they're coming along to the Dream Festival lineup. Wonderful stuff. Now, before you go, where can people keep up to date with you and what's coming up next for you? Um, a single coming out soon mm-hmm. i've been working on it recently just pulling together the last bits but i've kind of been like off social media for the last month or so just to actually focus on making something instead of like making content for content's sake like reels and stuff that's <laughs> mm. been because as much as it's very satisfying and you get a lot of re- instant reward from it you start to realize hold on i'm not actually doing anything but um, if you if you want to follow what I'm doing, it's Mr. Darcy Holmes on Instagram. And if you just search Darcy Holmes on any streaming platform, it should come up or YouTube as well. Wonderful stuff. Um, Darcy Holmes, thank you very much for curating your Dream Festival. Lineup. You can now get in your tractor and you. uh, chug along and go and pick up your wonderful, wonderful guests. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, there we have it. Mr. Darcy Holmes with another fantastic Dream Festival lineup. That opening gambit at the top of the show, talking about how to sing like Prince, uh, just for a little bit more context, I was actually asking Darcy about his falsetto, because if you've heard it, you'll know it's amazing. And I just wanted to have a few more tips on that. Uh, and you can get those tips if you become a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash dreamfestpod. The cost is really, really minimal. It's just two of your great British pounds per month. And that's for two extended episodes every month. You'll get a shout out on the show. You'll also get to who my next guest is before anyone else. And you'll get the episodes a good four days before anyone else. And you'll also just be helping to keep the show going. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you don't have to, that's fine. Uh, but don't forget, you can like and subscribe to this podcast. Leave us some lovely reviews. It means more people get to hear about it, more people read it and will listen. And I can see the demand going up so I can keep making it with confidence. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, 
Just at the very minimum, please can you go and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, all at DreamFestPod. Tell me, you can get involved with me, tell me who you would like to headline your show. Uh, who's going to get you out of the tent in the morning? Do you like a rude awakening? Do you like a gentler one? And who's going to serenade you while you eat? I'll read them all, I promise, and I will enjoy it. But enough about me, on to Darcy. It was an absolute pleasure to finally sit down together, albeit over Skype. I've been listening to his music for the last couple of years now. Uh, we had a lovely, lovely talk. And uh, his music, if you want to go listen to it, it's all, all the usual places. Uh, mainly Spotify. If you type in Darcy Holmes, you will find him. Uh, keep an eye on his socials, mainly on Facebook and Instagram, all at Mr. Darcy Holmes. As he told me, now come a bit closer for this, I'm not sure if I should be telling you this. He told me there's an EP coming out later on this year with a launch event that lots of you will want to be at. Also, his single Blue Bells featuring My Regime is out now, so you can go and listen to that as well. Thank you again to Darcy for his time, to Rich Farmer for the artwork, to Jane Powell for the music, to the Brum Radio Podcast Channel for hosting, and to you, my lovely Dream Festers, for listening. Join me next time where I'll be joined by another fantastic guest curating their Dream Festival lineup. In the meantime, stay safe, look after each other, and remember, if you book them, they will come. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.